This programme was made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Reverberations. Produced by Alan Meany. Episode 6. John Cummins. sentences shouldn't I <laughs> the back of the class yeah that's that's probably how, where I started with poetry and um, doing probably like uh, leaving certain poems and, and the English teacher who lifted those poems off the stage yeah Miss Burke uh, she played a, an important part I would say absolutely like I said, in the back of the class, so I probably would have in the back of the class and religion goofing and geography goofing and history goofing, but when she caught me goofing in her class, she confiscated the stuff, you know, kept the stuff overnight. You can imagine how I was feeling, you know, mortified, and, and, and then the next day she didn't, like, make a big hullabaloo out of it. She called me before the class, so I didn't have to sit through the class wondering. I remember that. I thought that was a really good move. And she handed stuff back. Said it's really good. Keep writing. Just not in her class. You know, kind of. She gave me a couple of books of poetry and dog-eared pages and said, "Check that out and check that out." But yeah, I suppose that's really how it started. Yeah, it was a uh, Pangsby poems. Um, well, we were doing the soundings, but then she dog-eared other uh, other pages in that poems that weren't on the silly bus, as it were. You know. Yeah, I've pondered that like, and. I think it goes further back again, you know, it goes further back to when we were kids, I think, you know, and uh, one of my most recent rhymes has is, is, is been about that, I think, you know, paying homage to those times when we were all in, when we were all toddlers and been, been comforted, been soothed, been, in, been made chuckle and giggle by, by rhymes, you know, your melody, you know, I'm talking Humpty, I'm talking all that, fellas, so I think it even goes further back to that, I think, subconsciously at least, with me. And uh, I think that's where the roots of, of, of my writing lies. Yeah. Uh, it's only gone backwards into it, like, so that was then and, and this is now, like, uh, that was like, uh, when I was, like I was saying, 15, 16, so 1990 and, and, and that, you know, so that was a lot, you know, ages ago. I wasn't always writing now, you know, but I still... But if, like, when I was then travelling and, and working and, and, you know, lunch breaks and jobs, I'd be writing little things and I was getting more serious and more or less for the chuckle or the giggle for other people's benefit and, and enthusiastic to share because maybe I wanted to impress, you know, like, as a kid or something stupid like that. I was going more secretive with it, you know what I mean? And then the worlds I was mixing in, <clears throat> there was no poetry in them worlds, perhaps, shall we say. Or maybe there was, that was just my microchip on my shoulder, perhaps. But uh, it's only the last few years that I'm, I'm comfortable with that uh, that expression, even you know that that title. That's not a title, is it? That thing, you know. Uh, some people say, "Oh, this is my friend Johnny writes poetry," and it's okay. It took a while now for the blush to lessen and all that. You know what I mean? Or for me to say, oh, "Would you shut up?" or whatever. You know, or stop saying that, will you? But uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. Fits, so fits and sits nowadays. It's, it's okay. ah. Ah.
harp and back, um, the melody, that's, that, you know, the melody in words, or the musicality of words, and, and I absolutely love music, you know, and, and so the Ishan is the musician, you know, in that respect. Um, I love fusing and collaborating with uh, music and poetry, you know, absolutely, it's, it's a great buzz, especially especially when it's a very solitary business, like the writing. You know, of course, you can go to workshops and you can do little things like that, but, you know, we're writing on your own, really, aren't you? Um, and then when you're sharing and p- performing, you're on your own, you know? So when you're maybe with someone on the guitar or somebody on an old concertina, a chord in a piano, they're all brilliant, you know? And then the more, the merrier, as far as I'm concerned, you know? And that's great, because it's the shared experience, you know? And it's, uh, yeah... Anyway, that's what that is. Yeah, so that's the issue. It's got nothing to do with politician. <laughs> that's the, the ice in the glass. I show you that we'd, you'd imitate accents, wouldn't you, and stuff like that. You know, you'd hear a Scouser accent or a Geordie accent or a Nordy accent or a Cork accent or whatever it was. Posh Dublin accent, Queen's English accent, all accents, you know. So yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. So we're all sponges, human beings, for language. Yeah, I love language, all of them. You know, with uh, hindsight, I think part of the reason for when I left Ireland then, when, when I, was, I was away, like I lived in Germany for a long time, for too long perhaps, but uh, part of the reason why I left was uh, was probably seeking that, you know what I mean? I, one of my favourite things... I don't know if you, if you know this experience or have experienced this, but I absolutely love being in a, in a, in a room full of chatter and noise. You know, it could, be, it could be anywhere in the world, say. And you're looking around and there's several languages going on, or one language even going on, but you don't understand the language. I absolutely love that, you know. I love listening to that and guessing what they're talking about. And, you know, with, a, with, with empathy and all that, you can pick up little things and you go, anyway, that's how I think I picked up German when I was there, obviously been surrounded by it, but uh, I made up a language, I worked in a circus, I had a job in a circus a long time ago, and in that circus one of the characters was speaking this made up language, so that's kind of, I says, I'm going to do that too, you know, so I, <laughs> I still have the, the, the pieces of paper written in German, French, bits of Irish, made up English, made up, made up combinations of Latin, in Ohm, I've written in Ohm. That was good fun, you know. You learn, try to write. Yeah, even just learn how to do the the you know, the acrylic. Uh, I look at it, the acrylic. Uh, the, what's it called? What's the real word? Because I forgot the real word. They kind of did like the Russian alphabet and the Bulgarian Cyrillic. Is it? I think it's Cyrillic. That's a beautiful one, you know. Like um, anyway, yeah. Finnish. What a language that is. They have palindromes that like go on forever. Like literally come on forever, like longer than their alphabet that they have palindromes. Like come on. <laughs> you know <laughs> Two Ks in a row and two T's and three I's, you know, that sort of thing. Brilliant. Yeah, love it. yeah there's definitely uh there's definitely a moment when when something inside says, Oh, that sounds cool or something like that. Not cool, cool is not the word, that's sound you know, that what's that sound? You know, and it could be something that comes from outside within a copy uh, sound bite that you might say has to be by in the street or something like that, you know, or uh, or it comes from within, you know, so it's obviously a thought then, isn't it? <laughs> but sometimes it feels louder than a normal thought, more volume or something, and you pay attention to it. And uh, 
then yeah, you just, if you're lucky and you have carved out a little bit of time, you just sit down and just see where it takes it, I suppose, you know. Um, a lot of my poems, uh, I, I have a strong feeling that the pen picks me up, you know. Uh, I always call it the magic pen, you know. I love getting a brand new pen, you know. I love sitting down beside a brand new piece of paper. You know, I love that, very exciting. You know, a couple of, couple of pals of mine now have had, to, uh, having that, or experiencing that opportunity, you know, and, and, and they're, and also that even down through the years I know people who do art obviously like an artist studio just a place where you can go to you can shall we say create a mess you know go home you know have, well, have your supper and then go back the next day and pick up where you left off and look out the same window I'd love that yeah absolutely that would be great what's that is that Anna McCarrick and all them sort of goofers is it <laughs> I'm not yeah but who wouldn't love that so yeah so you do, but you just make do don't you you know you um, Force world problems for God's sake, you know. Uh, everywhere, so every opportunity for me, like is, is, is that you asked earlier on, if there's something going on in the head. If I like even walking in today, like walking along the river, you know, I was practicing rhymes, or it was like, you know, and then when you practice the rhyme, your your mind's more lucid, and you literally loosened up, you know, and then you're starting to see things in rhyme, and then you know, and then you're freestyling perhaps a couple of little lines, and that happens, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like everybody else, um, it comes from the top to the bottom mostly, doesn't it? Of course, you know, like a father, a mother, an older sibling, or something like that. So, yeah, there was uh, Nat King Cole songs. I suppose then, 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 then songs that my grandparents would have sang. You know, like so kind of like um, um, I suppose like ballads and things like that. Not necessarily Dublin ballads, but uh, my brother had like a Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, cassette tape that uh, that I would have listened to. I loved, I loved them when I was a kid. That, you know, and asking me brother, what does that mean, and what does that mean, and you know all that sort of stuff. So the lyrics, yeah, um, Bob Marley, simplicity, the simplicity of those lyrics. Um, oh, there's, there's, so, there's so many uh, rap, hip hop. I was into rap from a, from a young age, um, way before the gangster stuff and all that. You know. The, 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 you know, put your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care you know stuff like that and, and uh, yeah rap of course being rhythm and poetry you know an acronym uh, which I'm surprised that not, not everybody everybody should know that but not, not everybody knows that <laughs> <laughs> it's anonymatopoeic and uh, what do you call them again acronyms yeah that's what rap is hmm there's so many I love listening to music with no words in it you know so you can put your own words on top you know that's, that's another thing um, oh that's a uh, cistern in the bathroom there's a bathroom just over there sessions and where we're sitting right now would have been the, the stage area back then you know and he, and I would have been sitting just literally over there for you know like five yards away or, or you know so as you can see it's a small space down here um, and it took me months even to go from you know like from coming to sit to watch to listen to look to get up and, 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 and share the poem 
shaking page, you know that sound, you know that, like that, and your backs of your knees are gone, but Stephen was really, you know, he was really good support, and uh, yeah, so the international, this is, uh, I really associate it with my my poetry world, my spoken wordy stuff, Um, Wonderland's the champion slam thing upstairs here, the upstairs where they do the comedy, you know, fond memories there, but even still now there's uh, strong nights going on on the Mondays, and the Wednesdays here where people can pop down and have music and poetry and this room can be absolutely jammered, you know. And uh, the stairs, people up the stairs, sitting down the stairs having a listen, you know. And that's winter, summer, that's all you know, all the time. And the uh, stage moved over there as you can see. It's, it's a bit more spacious, but it's close to the to the men's bathroom. <laughs> and that's where that cistern sound was coming from, yeah. Again, look, we're filling in gaps and going backwards and frontwards and all so 2010 is probably where I kind of mark where I started to perform and I had to kind of start spelling performing like peer forming you know so it's like your peers and it's all good and it's ears and it's all good you know your peers and your ears and, it's, and I had to you know and taking the taking the talk for a walk you know and lifting her up off the page and taking it to the stage and you know and working little ice breaking rhymes even just to kind of relax me and perhaps say a soft hello to the other people and try to eliminate that performance thing that uh, barrier that seems to exist sometimes but I was writing all all those years and uh, yeah I kind of felt that I just had to like what was it otherwise it was perhaps pointless you know what I mean you know, because uh, it took me it was a long I suppose it was a long a long journey like that what I had to say was actually worth saying <laughs> it took me a long time to find that oh ah, yeah I should, have, I should be sharing this stuff. This is, this is okay. It's okay to share this, you know. Yeah. I know Facebook owns the word share. <laughs> Again, playing mind tricks, perhaps experience as well as obviously trying into the mix. But uh, say I had a gig on a Friday, I might be waking up on the Monday and I'd have butterflies in your belly the first thing, you know. So that would, that happens, you know. So you can imagine how for that Friday gig they would have been five minutes before if you can imagine and then they go you know I don't know if they necessarily totally disappear but while you're doing your poems maybe they turn into adrenaline real quickly but uh, less and less is the length of the nerves and I suppose then it depends on the importance of the gig or the relevance to your own self um, but yet they always exist without a doubt I think it's good but they could just pop up all of a sudden now, an hour before the gig or something like that you know, kind of, and it sharpens you I think that makes any sense, you know, can I just kind of, you know, because you've done your practice, or one has done one's practice, you know, in one's head, you know, when one is lying in bed, you know, or walking the river, you know, you fall asleep and you're probably rhyming, you know, it used to be football, I used to dream of football, or try to focus on football to help me fall asleep, now I kind of learn rhymes off by heart, or practice a, a set list or something like that, or what does that rhyme sound like? So that right, and by the time we get to the end, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where does it all begin? By these sorts of distinctions and, and, and these things, um, I think I, I genuinely believe everyone is a poet, or can be a poet, or is a poet, or has an inner poet, or whatever you want to call it. Again, going back to the Humpty Dumpties and then. And the joy and pleasure that that, that that word play and words can give. And then we go through the skills system. 
and then something starts to happen to us all we probably rebel against it dislike learning it dislike all the questions maybe some people love it of course you know depends how it's taught I suppose doesn't it really it really depends how it's taught so I was blessed to have Miss Burke back, back in those days I know I was you know I, I knew it then I even knew it when it was happening you know and I especially know it now you know um. <laughs> This is what I know and we carry with me everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, people always ask. Everywhere I go, it's this little, like, so A4 pages folded in quarters, if you don't fold it in half, fold it in half again. They fit nicely in the pocket. Um, yeah, and there are various stages, rhymes to learn off by heart, <coughs> half written rhymes, rhymes to return to, again, depending on the length of time that you've managed to have, you know. Uh, like I said, rhymes to learn off by heart at various stages in the head. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what that is. Uh, I always bring blank pages, extra pages. I try to always remember to bring blank pages and extra pages so that if you get talking to someone and you're encouraging to write, that you can give them an old blank piece of paper. So I always try to have a spare blank, as it were. And, and then another blank in case I use it for myself. So that happens, so that's what's in there. Uh, yeah, and then they'd go from there, because that could be written on a bus or written in a cafe or in a park or something. And then they'd go from there, if they're any use, they'd either go straight into the head or they go into a copy book, you know, I still use it. So that's copy 77 since I start counting them. You know, it can take a, a month or two to fill up, perhaps, or something. It depends, sometimes longer. Um, that's at least going back 10 years, I'd say, to copy, to copy there. Because I had pages everywhere. And, you, and <coughs> I don't know, people listening or yourself, Alan, but if you've written something and, and, and it gets lost, it can be quite devastating experience and I experienced that too much down the years you know like pieces of paper falling out of your arse pocket you know what I mean and, and it's gone you know and then you're going oh that's the one that got away that was deadly and it's, or whatever you know you'd always, it would always be the one that got away it was always deadly wasn't it but so that's why I kind of start transcribing them probably then into the copy book and then that's another way of editing, you know. Um, they might necessarily go immediately in the exact same way. You might add in a syllable or a sound or a drop it or whatever. Yeah, and then finally into the deck of cards, you know, the deck of cards. Then I have that deck now quite a while. I plan to update it fairly soon. I have kind of a, a gimmicky proper one, you know, a prop, proper one. Like it's about, you know, foot. You know, it's bigger than an A4. You know, one of those decks that you can get in the, di- in the two euro shops or something like that. Like Bruce Forsyth's play of cards, well. <laughs> so people, and the, the write a word on each card that would be a title of a poem, and shuffle the cards and ask the person to pick a card, and that's a poem. That's the plan, you know. So I have uh, fifty-two, I'd say, in the in the head at the minute, look fairly strong. But I'd like to revisit it re- soon, like in the near future, and uh, perhaps substitute one or two to kind of make it a little bit more balanced because some might be a little bit too much about one particular thing or something. Do you know what I mean? Try to get a nice more balanced deck as it were and yeah and, and gig like that in the future and maybe with some music accompaniment and stuff like that I think that would be nice. The little phone um, 
it's just not like a normal one of the, the old the Nokia phones or Samsung phones or whatever. No swishy in that fella. But it's, just, and only t- it's an interesting one as well. It only has so much uh, memory space. It only takes, it only can hold so much. So yeah, I just send texts to myself sometimes because you might be somewhere too busy, you can't take the pen and piece of paper out, and it just looks like you're a normal Joe soap, you know, like just texting away. You know, no one has to know you're texting or rhyming away to yourself. You know, going away in a queue or whatever it is. But uh, so that's what the phone is, is used for. So sometimes, actually, that's a good point. Sometimes they can start in the phone, and then because I have to empty the phone because they're going to take so much to go onto the little foldy pieces of paper but most of the things in the phones are um, just little two words perhaps you know the kind of thing, or four words or uh, a YouTube recommendation or a band to check out that's how that phone fills up mostly uh, that's the process yeah. that's what I've discovered to be works for me without a doubt just the sound of the words that's the part when, when the poem reaches its final destination like you know we, it comes it's in our head which is silent unless it's those loud like you were talking about earlier on those loud poemy toss like bing but you know it's quiet if you write it on the page and that's quiet you know but when we lift it up off the page when we speak it that's and it goes into somebody else's ears and as travels the sounds and does what sound does going into the ear down all the little the hammers and the brain signals that's the magic isn't it sound and I love sounds I can I can write in a, an extremely busy place and not notice the noise you know you kind of zone out the noise and you kind of you know like like you know like uh, music coming from another room you know in a movie you know that sound effect where you kind of so sound can, like a real cacophony of sound can turn into that and then you kind of take away your focus off the page and it's almost like you're tuning back into the room again you hear everything go up louder again you can hear it's weird it's like you have bat vision then or bat ears or something you can hear something 20 yards away that you, you, could, you couldn't hear uh, two minutes ago when you were thinking of what word to write down on the page next does that make sense so the sound is all right if the headphones with me I love listening to music and writing at the same time loud loud yeah yeah I love being around people and writing actually as well I love writing by myself I love being around people and writing, you know, so I pretend I have an invisible cloak and I send out invisible cloak energy. So some nights, <laughs> some nights you can, you can get away with writing and, and, you know, not be disturbed for want of a better phrase, because you're not being disturbed because people are going to, you know, you're going to meet friends, you're going to meet somebody, somebody's, you know, or somebody's going to say, what are you doing? And, you know, and I can't, I can't go check off and writing or whatever, you know, so I'm just like, I'm having a scribble. And you just put the lid on the pen and it's all good, you know, and you engage. Because you never know, they might, they might tell you something or say something. I could go into the poem. <laughs> or there's that other phrase people say, or there's a poem in that. Or write a poem about that. Or give us a poem, you know. It's gas, these things happen as well. Write a poem about that. I say, you, you write a poem about that. Oh, you don't write poems. Yes, you do. You know, all those conversations happen. So it's, it's poetry, you know. People are curious, you know. They're less curious if you're swishing on the phone, you know. Or once paper comes out or sometimes people are reading a book you know, what you read and that happens you know I don't know if it happens too often if people are reading the Kindle you know if somebody says to the Kindle reader you know oh, you know like I don't know if that happens because I don't have the Kindle thing maybe it does maybe it doesn't but it's the tangible the old school paper and pen that still sparks curiosity you know yeah <laughs> Okay, okay. There comes a time 
poems in a row. <laughs> this is just called the Inta. This poem. And the next poem, which will flow into it, has no title, but we call it Nursery Rhymes for now. And it's that poem that sounds one of the more recent ones. And it'll probably explain much more than all of these words did and this jibber jabbering interview. How do you do? So, enter into nursery rhymes. We chose this place, the International Bar, the corner of Wicklow, Wexford is where we are. This place is a sentimental, spiritual home. I come here to interact and to poem. I can be alone or in company. Downstairs, song and poetry. Upstairs, comedy. Or at ground level, enveloped in a session. Or here, with a seat on the street, taking in the cartoon. The inter has history. It has energy. It's not perfect, honestly. The bog is in bits and the women's believe only one fits, but its charm is in its cracks. I can forgive it, it's bandy jacks. Once I interact with the fellow patron, the inter informs and inspires my create. Outside you can be tapped a dozen times a night. You can pull up a pew around the barrel of laughs and talk. Shy to talk real, real with a stranger you'll never interface with again. Often there is quiet curiosity concerning the paper and the pen. Inside you can be swept away by the musical talent. Truly find yourself lost in a moment. A far away nod and up close embrace. A simple sound space with no air and grace. Ah, there's a face I haven't seen in a while. A genuine lad with a genuine smile. He also writes, sometimes he is and isn't homeless. When we part away, we sometimes say, may we never be homeless. He joins me for a sit, just to spend some time, and I'm encouraged to spit, speak some rhyme. I open mouth, he opens ears. Just us now, the street disappears. John Cummins reverberations Nursery rhymes Nursery rhymes So sibilantly soothing I'm the dude in the nude and I'm fooding Help me swally sulk when I a baby brooding Wipe my bum clean when I pooed while I grew And nursery rhymes Feed me still Nursery rhymes Lead me still When I am anxious they tranquil Silly billy lyrics in my memory bank ill High five Humpty Itsy fist bump me, bow peep, hug me, so deep, lovely. No matter the lingua of the changa, all tongue when young Peter Panya, no matter origin of your clan, yeah, nursery rhymes are your only man, yeah, no bother the bounce of your mother speak, understandable even in another speak, no bother whatever way you cast spell, us all hooked on rhythm, rhyme and silly bell, high five humpty, itsy fist bump me, bow peep, hug me, so deep, lovely. Nursery rhymes, gorgeous gobbledygook, the real root reason why I still gobble the book, more than just gibberish nonsense, they are of literary importance, sweet, soft, sonic, 
shapeliness, gifted head and heart, such much happiness, nursery rhymes, beautiful common sound, worldwide toddlers wobble in common ground. High five Humpty, itsy fist bump me, bow peep hug me so deep, lovely. So to parents who take the time to rhyme to their kids in a medley, thanking you all, yous are deadly. To the grandparents who taught them lines to air parents, your grandchildren are grateful for your sharings. Yes, all our elder once was children, long, strong connection to ancestor, and all across our globe, down through all years, oral tradition, tender, tickled, small ears, high five, humpty, itsy, fist bump me, bow peep, hug me, so deep, lovely. Her sister, the sister, and his back. This programme was made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Reverberations. Produced by Alan Meany. Episode 6. John Cummins.